Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. But what we're going to be talking about today is, is wisdom. We're, to, we're going to be talking, uh, be talking about seeking God's wisdom and how we need it to come into our life and help us with what God has for us in our own personal lives. And this year, the central theme of every nation is great faith. We're going to be talking about how that can come in partnership with the wisdom of God and do outstanding things. And we're also going to be talking about what our motivation should be when seeking wisdom. So we need wisdom to seek wisdom. So let's pray. Lord, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for everything that you've already been doing, already, uh, already done. And we just ask for more of you, more of your spirit, more of your power. Lord, Father, we lift up our pastors in uh, Singapore. We ask that you would uh, empower them to be effective witnesses for you and protect them, Lord, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we get into all that, I have to set this picture up for you about wisdom, how important wisdom is. So the best way to do that is to look in the Word of God. Amen? So I have some scriptures here. The first one is Proverbs 3, verses 13 through 18. It says, joyful, let me read it over here, nice and large. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths all her ways are satisfied. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Next verse. Next scripture. Isaiah 55, 8-9 says, My thoughts are nothing like, like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Next one. James 1, 5 through 6. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Okay. Um, First Chronicles 22.12 says, um, And may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding that you may obey the Lord, uh, the law of the Lord your God as you, as you rule over Israel. Um, this context is David is passing the kingdom on to Solomon. Also in Psalm 139.6, it says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Also in Proverbs 1.7, it says, 
Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. As you can see, there's several scriptures telling us about wisdom, how important it is, how, how we should desire wisdom. I can go on and on. We could spend the whole day here talking about wisdom and, and, and what's found in the Word. Is that okay? Yeah, so we're, we're going to spend all day, okay? Yeah. Amen. But again, um, that James 1, 5 through 6 is what we're going to be looking into today. And when we think about the will of God, I, I like to think of it as this, the wise counsel of the Lord for your life. The will of God is the wise counsel of the Lord for your life. So we're going to look at God is generous and wise. It says in Scripture, he's willing to give his wisdom. God gives freely to his children. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to know what to do. But the thing is, he's wise in giving it. God loves to give, but he's wise in giving it. See, the thing is, God's wisdom never needed to grow. It was infinite from the very beginning. It was full and complete from the start. It never needed to mature. But us, on the other hand, hmm, that's different. We need to mature in our wisdom. We need to grow. See, some of the revelations you're getting now, you wouldn't be able to get five years ago. You understand that? Sometimes God has to mature you, has to grow you before you can understand. It's like trying to teach a five-year-old calculus. Now, there are some geniuses in this world, okay? There's some few and far between. But, it's, but a five-year-old has to learn how to add and subtract. How they, they have to learn how to divide and, and multiply before they can even get to algebra. I mean, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone, but I had to take calculus twice just to understand that thing. So God is not going to teach calculus to a five-year-old. He's going to teach addition, the foundations of math. Isn't that right, Eric? Right? Amen. Or maybe we wouldn't be able to receive it five years ago. You know, sometimes we can have hard hearts. Maybe we're in a position that God wants to teach us something, but he knows we wouldn't receive it. And sometimes God has to change our heart. Change some things, move some things out before he can actually teach us something worthwhile that we would grab and run with. Second point in the scripture. Faith must be in God 
alone. See, great faith and wisdom is an awesome combo. If they were a tag team in the WWE or WWF or whatever they call it now, they would be undefeated. They would go down in history as the best, as the best tag team. Okay? Who, who's watched wrestling before? Who remembers the rock and sock connection? Okay? They would be even better than that. You know, sometimes I still don't, like, how do you come off as a grown man and say, we need you to go out there and we need, you, we need you to take a sock in the mouth? And then this sock was in Dude Loves Underwear. Uh, I don't know about that. Just do it because the fans will love it. I still don't get that. But they would be better than the rock and sock connection. Really, these two together can wreck the kingdom of God. When you have great faith and the wisdom of God together. When you know how to, how to navigate a situation or you know what decision you should make because of God's wisdom. And you combine that with a faith to actually put it into action. That's a killer combo. Because we have a master plan from the master. And when he empowers you by the Holy Spirit, he puts faith into you. So not only do you have a plan from the creator, you have power from him too. And when those two come together, you wreck the kingdom of darkness. You give all the glory to God because he's doing it through you. And you have everything you need to accomplish his will for your life. But I must say this, there must be balance. There must be a balance. On one hand, you could have too much faith without wisdom. Can you go to the next slide, please? Next slide. Yes. So as you can see here, there's a heart and there's a brain. The heart's going to represent our faith, while that brain represents wisdom. You could be so heavy into faith that you could become, you know, maybe a name it, claim it. You know, let's say there's a person that, that is sitting at home and, you know, they're drinking their grape juice and they're having a good time with the Lord and maybe a lottery commercial comes up. You know what, God? I have faith that I could win that lottery. You know what? I'm going to win it in Jesus' name. I'm going to win that lottery in Jesus' name. Now, truly, they probably have a little greed in their heart. Okay? So they said, well, how can this, how can this happen? I have to help God a little bit, right? I have to go out and to the 7-Eleven and buy some tickets. I got to help God out here, but I know I'm going to win it. So this person starts buying crazy amount of tickets. Months go by, maybe even a year. You know what, Lord, that didn't, I, your, your word, oh, it must be for later on. I'm going to keep doing it. I know I'm going to win this lottery because I named it and I claimed it. Three years go by. And it still hasn't happened. 
So pretty much this person has all the faith in the world, or like I said, they might be a little bit more into greed, and it hasn't happened yet. And they've become very irresponsible in their finances. That wouldn't glorify God. How many run, run here? Marathons? This might be, yeah, you? This might be a little bit more relatable. Let's say a person, I mean, there was a marathon just a couple of weeks ago. But let's say a person is sitting at home watching TV and, and they see an ad for an upcoming marathon in Guam. You know, maybe a week or, or two weeks off. And, and they said, you know what? I, I think I look good in a spandex. I think I look good in running shoes. And I want a medal around my neck. Of course, to give glory to God. I'm going to run that marathon. What do you think wisdom would tell that person? What do you think wisdom would tell that person that just decided to run a marathon? You know, let's say they have a phone conversation. Hey, hey, wisdom. Did you get my text? Yeah, bro. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, I, I relate the news to your heart and your lungs, and they said something about not wanting to explode. They're not ready to go to heaven yet. Okay. Um, also, your feet told me you don't have any orthopedic cushion, so they're very concerned about the pain you would cause them. Well, you know, maybe, maybe I just have to speak to them and get them in line with my faith. And we're going to do this thing. Now, how many know that you cannot just get off, of, off the couch or even from weightlifting in two weeks and run a marathon? There has to be training. You have to build your body up to sustain and to endure 24 miles of excruciating pain. It's coming from me. And then on the other hand, or the other side of the ditch, next slide, you can have too much wisdom. Okay, you can have too much wisdom. In Genesis 3, we kind of see this with Eve. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, wisdom here, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave her husband with her, and he ate. You know, if we do things in our own wisdom without believing, she didn't believe God. She didn't have the faith to endure that temptation. We can cause disasters, and we know what happened when Eve and Adam sinned against God. You know, sometimes we can rely on wisdom too much to where we overthink things. How many have played a board game like checkers or chess? Maybe connect four with someone in here and they just take forever. You're sitting there and you're like, can you please go? I'm getting hungry. Like, 
Seriously. This is taking too long. That's why in those chess tournaments they have that little timer there. Because without that timer, these people, these, you know, they just don't want to lose. So they might take 30 minutes to, to strategize and, and come up with a plan to make their move. But you won't be able to move on from all the second guessing. And sometimes we can be like that. We can be playing this game with God, and he's like, can you move already? If you would just have faith, I have the master plan. I have the will for you. Just move. Great things would happen. You would see my glory. You would see my power. You would see how much I love you. But when, we, when things are uh, balanced, next one, you can see they're hugging and they're having a good time. They're in harmony. Wisdom and faith are in harmony. When we have confidence in God's wisdom and the faith He places in our hearts, our lives become the greatest show. Because he knows our beginning. He knows every valley that we're going to be in to every hill he sets us on. All the way to the end, the magnificent end of his coming. We become the greatest show that gives him all the glory. Let us never stop seeking the Lord's wisdom in our lives. We should never, ever stop. When our wisdom or our own thinking takes precedence, when we, when we start to rely on our own wisdom, things can get off track. It's not about Jesus anymore. It's about what can Van do? What can Van accomplish? How does Van look in front of people? But when we put his wisdom and we allow him to direct and guide our lives, it's all about him. In 1 Samuel 30, David actually inquires of the Lord, should I go out to battle? Seeking wisdom can actually be life or death. Whether we take his wisdom or not, it could be life or death. David was smart enough to go to God in that instant and seek his wisdom whether he should go out into battle or not. Next slide. Wisdom for the win. I have a little short story here of how great things can happen when there's harmony between wisdom and faith. So there was a young couple, and they owned a, a little shop. And the shop was in a, in a tourist area, and they began to look at their finances and how things were going and their traffic. And they were wondering whether they should maybe move or maybe we need to open up a second shop, you know. But the smart thing they did was they began to fast and pray. They began to fast and pray to the Lord. They began to seek His wisdom, seek His direction and what they wanted to do. 
And because of that, God opened up a door to a new location. Not only that, but they were only going to pay a fraction of the lease that they were currently paying. They were now allowed seating, which in the old location, they were only allowed benches. And there were many more things that God would do, so much that everything that they desire, God granted in the second location. And they also got to move beside a brother in Christ. That very story is about the Kais, the owners of Hafaloha. They used their wisdom. Well, not their wisdom, God's wisdom. Well, they used their wisdom to seek God's wisdom. Let me put it like that. Instead of seeking and, and, and getting direction from maybe what they thought up or, or, or people beside them, they fasted and prayed. And God granted everything they desired in their second location. And the reason why I'm telling you this is I want this to be an encouragement to you. God is working here on Guam. He's not just a God that is over one certain region at one time. He's a God. He's the God of the nations at all times. That reminds me of uh, every nation song they just put out at all times. <laughs> but God doesn't decide, you know, to just work over a region at one time. He's the God of nations and works everywhere at all times. Many of you probably have testimonies of, of God working in your lives after seeking his direction here on Guam. Testimony, testimonies are birthed from having great faith in God and letting his wisdom shape and form our way of life. life. So be encouraged that God is here working on Guam. And if you would just seek his wisdom, you would have testimonies as well. Or more testimonies in your life. Next slide, please. God's word is wisdom. This is the easiest place to get his wisdom. It's the word of God. Read the word. Day in and day out. Read his word. And also when you do it, do it humbly. We see in the word that there's Pharisees and Sadducees. And they use their wisdom to validate themselves, to puff themselves up. Hey, look at me. I'm a Pharisee. I'm a... I'm a person that knows the law like the back of my hand. Hear my prayers. So we must do it humbly. We must, we, we must not puff ourselves up by, by knowing Scripture after Scripture. Our brother Armin, he didn't know I was going to use him as an example. He's, he's a man that that we typically know him to have a lot of nuggets of, of wisdom. You know, when he gets up there and he, and he shares the word, we're all like, wow, ooh, wow, wow. But you know one thing that Armin says in, in, in our sermon, sermon huddles or even up here? This is what our brother Armin says. All I do is read the word. 
That's all he says. He says, all I do is read the Bible. What, is, what he's humbly saying, humbly saying is that all the wisdom and insight comes from the Lord. For the word is the Lord and the Lord is the word manifested in flesh. What Arm is doing, he's giving all the glory to the Lord for what seems to be his. And in the same breath, he is saying that we can access or access the same wisdom of the Lord, the same source of revelation. Now, God might give you wisdom in a different area than our brother, Armin. You might get wisdom from God in, in business or if you lead a life group or if you lead a team at work. He might give you wisdom in that. Just know that it's from the same source. Seek Him. Seek God through His Word for His wisdom. So what's our motivation? Is it just to puff, us, puff ourselves up? No, it's to seek wisdom to actually know God. That's why we should really truly seek wisdom. The main purpose, main purpose is knowing Him. We want to know our God. We want to know more of Him. We want to know what makes Him tick, what He loves, what He hates. And a lot of it can be found in His Word, like I've said. See, the more you know about someone, the closer you feel, right? Your spouse. Your spouse or maybe your best friend. You know some of their secrets. That makes you feel closer to them. So knowing more of God, knowing more of His Word, you draw closer to Him. That's our, that's our main motivation. In Luke 6, 45, it says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. You know, this is true for God just as it's true for us. His word is actually his heart. He's put his heart, his desires in word form. When we hear the voice of the Lord through his word or his still small voice, we are hearing his heart. So remember, when God says that he wishes all would not perish, he's, he's not just merely saying it to sound good because it sounds good. No, it's his heart. He wants to make it right with, with a lost kind, lost, lost us, lost humans, mankind. He wants to reconcile with us. That's his heart. Also in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 12, it says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely 
given to us. So the Spirit of God is actually essential. He's helping us know the deep secrets of God, wisdom of God. He's our teacher. Again, when we get to know, when we attain more wisdom from God, we're getting to know our Father better. So can I call the keyboarders up? We're going to be closing in a little bit. So yes, we, we want to worship Him. We want to please our Lord. He's given us everything. He's, he's died on the cross for us. He was the ultimate sacrifice. And because He died, we, we live. So attaining God's wisdom will help us worship Him and please Him even more. Because now we know what to do. He's, he's given us that wisdom to, to complete this life in an awesome way. This is a scripture that we've been talking about in Leadership 2.15, 1 Timothy 2.15. You know, the best way to receive God's approval is, is to work hard. You know, not being ashamed of the gospel and one who correctly explains the word of truth. We are not merely trying to win brownie points with our God. When we read our word, when we memorize scripture, it's not about brownie points that, God, I'm going to receive more favor because I know more than my fellow Christian. You know, sometimes we try to, we try to get brownie points from people that don't necessarily deserve it. But man, God's resume speaks for itself. He deserves all our heart, all our worship, all our soul, all our mind. He deserves everything from us because he gave everything up for us. He loved us first. So in conclusion, we need God's wisdom, church. We need his guidance. We need his direction. And when we have a healthy balance of faith and wisdom, I guarantee you, in your own life, you will do some mighty things for God. You will wreck the kingdom of darkness. And never forget why we do it. We do it because we want to know Him more. Because we love our God. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Father, that you thank you, Lord Father, that you freely give. That you freely give what we ask for in your own timing. Lord Father, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our hearts. Lord Father, let us not go one day without consulting with you without being led by your hand and being empowered by your Holy Spirit. Lord Father, give us the desire to seek you. For you seek us first. It wasn't us that reached out first. You initiated it. Lord Father, put that desire in our heart to seek you 
all of our days, with all of our soul and our heart and our mind. In Jesus' name.